Hi, I'm Melissa Cummins from The Haunted Right, a paranormal podcast dedicated to you and your experiences. I know what it's like to have something happen to you that's unexplainable, and how it feels to want to tell someone but you're concerned they may think you're crazy. Whether it's a disembodied voice, an apparition, or something you just can't explain, this is your place to share it. So come tune in with me every week while we discuss anything and everything that falls into our paranormal and supernatural world. Because ghosts are out there, and if you're not careful, they will get you. Okay. Mm-hmm. In five, four, three, point five. Hey, everybody. Three. This is Danielle. This is Daniel. And this is Carla. And we are Hoosier Homicide. A true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hello. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Greetings and salutations, Snack. Snack? What is good in the hood today? Today. Anything? Want we'll to talk about the time mom went to the cemetery with her daughter and caught paranormal activity yeah, okay. in the picture? <laughs> I, I told you about that. Yes. It it literally looks not... I mean... Hey, I was buying it. <laughs> a mile and a half long. Buying it. <laughs> she okay they went to the cemetery our daughter and mom to make sure that our great aunt's gravestone like got put in oh okay because apparently you I was gotta, like was still okay <laughs> you gotta double check that shit i guess because uh-huh. you could like five years later be like they never put that in <laughs> really disappointing yeah it was generic flat gravestone nothing fancy which is fine you know yeah and as she was putting her phone in her pocket, it took a burst of photos. And when she sent it to me, though, I saw like this black mist is what I saw first. Or, like this shape <laughs> is what I saw. And I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck is that? That? It just looked like it was in pocket to me. <laughs> I know, but there's my brain for you. <laughs> and then she's like, no, I'm talking about the white thing in the background. I was looking at it and I was like, oh my God, mom, it has wings. You took a picture of an angel. And she's like, we have it to go back. It has wings? I swear it did. What? We have to go. She's like, we have to go back to the cemetery and like recreate this or where it is. Well, that's when I realized she took a photo burst. And so I went in and she's like, oh, it's just two headstones. Yeah. <laughs> like in the line of and sight looked like one and it was blurry. So you think she photographed an angel? Uh-huh. And she was going to go back just in case it was just hanging out there yes. like, hey, if you want to photograph me. It's like, I was trying to give you a message, but no, you left. Is it kind of like playing Pokemon Go, you know? Playing- yeah. Is this the black mist you're talking about? No, it's oh, a different like, one. That's her pocket. Like pocket. It was something else. And now I don't think I have it. Did she send you any other ones? Um, She sent me this. <laughs> That's the white thing she's talking about. And this, it was... okay. I guess it kind of could be wings, but um, yeah, it doesn't man. really look like it goes with the 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 image. It does. It it looked like it. I just thought it looked like a white little ghost boy. I'm talking about this thing. Do you see like the head, the black in the middle? Oh, it's a dream. 
Man, I still don't see the tree. It kind of looks like it has a boner. It's a tree. Do you see it? Okay, like... Kind of looks. It looks like a demon. I know. Quite I possibly. I freaked the fuck out. Quite possibly. Or maybe you found a black hole. <gasps> we got to go back. But so yeah, yeah. it's a doctor angel. Kinda... We'll take we'll take a watermelon and we'll throw it and we'll see if it disappears. That's a good idea. <laughs> or we'll just be throwing watermelons at the cemetery. Well, you know, you don't want to use anything okay. any smaller. For one, you can't just throw a watermelon. You got to get like a launcher. Tell me that doesn't look like a little angel kid with wings. Looks like a blurry picture through someone's Wait, pocket. Motherfuckers. <laughs> that one? I just don't see the wings. I did. I see him. I saw the figure, but. Dude. Okay, I'll post this picture. No, you shouldn't. I will share. I will say. I know it's. We debunked it. Is we it a blue dress put with it on gold the story something or, or a white dress, dress with gold? gold. Just yeah. put it on the story. I don't know how to put things on my story. Really? No, I can. Okay. I just don't. <laughs> so yeah, they we we ended up not going back to the cemetery since we figured it out on our own that it was two headstones. <laughs> And when I, I started to criticize her, she said, back off, man. I'm a scientist. I thought I had proof in my hands of paranormal activity at the local cemetery. Turns out, just overreacted a little. <laughs> Got a little too excited there. And calm the fuck down. You're ready for spring break to be over. That's what yes. that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe... Uh... The school district has two weeks. Two weeks. A lot of them do now. She got a month off for Christmas. Well, damn, Ricky, I didn't get that. No, we didn't have it like that. It was just a week, right? right? Only a week in college. I know. It's weird. Now, guess what? Adults don't get spring break. Ever. It's sad. Yeah, Daniel, when's your spring break? <laughs> How many jobs do you work now? It's okay. 15? I don't get no spring no. break. I've already used all my hours. My PTO, mm-hmm. I haven't used them, but they're already like in in the schedule. They've already oh, got days got that planned. I picked them out okay. for. Yeah. You know when the last time I had a week off was? Five. April 2018. Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you haven't taken a... No. Man. I've, had a co- I've taken a couple long weekends. Yeah. Yeah. We've gone to the zoo. Two elephants have died. What? Yep. Two at the them. zoo? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. they got something wrong. I don't something know. Yeah, it's some sort of bacterial infection. Is it? I didn't read uh-huh. anything else about it. No. No. Uh, yep. There. Same elephants. Yep. So the chainsaw crews were coming in. Stop to, it. To remove the elephant. How else do you think they I don't want to know. Up? What? They cut it up? Of course. Of course? Of course? They have to close it down. You know, they Couldn't just bury it? Then that they're easier to burn up. Uh, what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure they Awful. get. I'm sure they get a crane or something. And I'm sure they have their way of out. disposing. That's an interesting subject matter. Though. Maybe they do disposing. Should we call this? Of- how they do it in Animal House. Yeah, they get the horse out. Oh, this is awful. But like, I don't know. We went- Couldn't they stuff it? And keep it in the Museum of Natural History. Yes. The Children's Museum. We went there, too. That's really crowded. We've been to the Museum of Natural Natural History in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yep. <laughs> what a very exciting <laughs> what conversation. What you say about a museum? <laughs> I like museums. We took Rachel, though, with us. 
And most of the time she was trying to convince me to donate plasma to make extra money. And I was Did like, she have you convinced at all? No, I was like, Rachel, <laughs> I don't need that extra money. I mean, not right now. <laughs> She's like, I'm not very good with needles, like, because my veins are so small. She's like, oh, you'll get over it. I was like, I am 32 fucking years old. I'm not going to get over people drawing blood from me at this when point. When was this? When we were going to the Children's <laughs> Museum. I think she, it was coming from a good place. Yeah, she has no like, extra money. <laughs> And apparently it's like 70 bucks a pop well, for the you first. Could, you could start doing that and then we'll have more money for Disney World. Yeah. Or I I put her in the summer school thing. I don't but, know, man. It makes me nervous. But your friend did it instead of going do to Do not work. call. Ex-friend. Your ex-friend. Just take her name out. That one fucker you knew. Yeah. She did it. Yeah. For inst- but that was instead of going to her regular job. Yeah. She, she wouldn't would- go to her job. She'd call off and then go donate plasma. Yeah. Because you just sit. In wait, her job at the tanning bed, the easiest job in the world. <laughs> so yeah, she was like, "You get seventy bucks a pop for the first, however many times, and then it goes down after that, and all this stuff." And I was like, "Okay," but she doesn't need the money either, really. Like she, Rachel has some money, and she know, just man. doesn't act like it. I just couldn't. Ugh. I was like, I really don't. I need know to- that you only sit there, but you have to sit there while they withdraw your blood and then they put the blood back in after the plasma's out see i didn't even know anything about it i was just like i know that that it exists because they at down it's like the probation office so you've got to pay your fees your probation fees well the plasma center is conveniently right next to the probation office so the people go in there to pay their court fees yeah i mean it takes a minute though yeah it's not just like in and out Oh, my plasma's gone. No, I was like, yeah. I don't need to do this right now. She took, she was, she was conv- trying to convince me, and then sent like a picture of a newsletter or something, or like a flyer <laughs> later to mom and I. And I was like, I don't want to. I was like, what is going on? I don't want to do that. <laughs> no judgment. But she's not heavy enough to do no, it. No, that's that's what it is. She says she she puts quarter rolls of quarters in her pockets and in her socks to make her heavy enough. To be able to donate the plasma that she ha- doesn't need the money for. Like, she has money. <laughs> she might. She might need it. You never know. No judgment to anyone who she has donated does. plasma. No, it's just if you don't want to do it, you don't have yeah, to do it. Yeah, I was like, I mean. Everyone's got their free choice, their free will. Yeah, either you do it by choice, or you're desperate or whatever. That's fine. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But at the, this moment in time, I don't need to do that. And somehow she decided I did just because I knew about it, that the program existed. I'm going to start donating semen. That's and then you get paid the, more for that, don't you? I think it's 50 bucks a shot. Really? That's interesting. That doesn't seem like enough. They'd put me on a, they'd put me on a list of, <laughs> <laughs> here, is this, what you, is this what you're looking for in your child's father? Oh. Substance abuse, anger issues. Anxiety. <laughs> yeah. But, Family history of colon rectal cancer. Ooh, this <laughs> sounds like the guy. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, this guy. <laughs> this is it. This is it. No, but there's that guy that donated semen over and over again, and he has like a hundred kids. Yeah, I mean, if you're okay with that, I don't think it was his fault that they used his samples over and over. Like, so he didn't... I had a cousin that had to go have his checked. Oh, had to go to a fertil- fertility clinic, and when he went in to go donate his sample, another girl. That was a step cousin or a cousin, I guess a cousin by marriage, um, worked there. <laughs> and then. Got to hand him his cup. And he was like, where's the material? 
Oh, they didn't have any. And they're like, that's in the movies. Like, just use your imagination. And really? Go, what do I look like, a woman? So then he's looking on his phone, and then midway through the stroke, his boss calls him. <laughs> and it has a picture of him that pops up. <laughs> God! And there was a couch. There was a couch in there to sit on. And he's yeah. like, how many guys have sat here and fucking jerked one off? I, I mean, I don't know if there's any connection to semen or plasma donation or dead elephants. So, um... Like, you know how they have those t-shirts that say, live, laugh, love? We'll have ones that say, semen, what was it, semen, plasma, plasma and dead, dead elephants. elephants. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get that to put up on our wall. No! Instead semen. of people have to live, we'll do the same style too. In cursive? Yep. Like, each one is a different font. And you have, yes. like, hearts in between the words. Semen, plasma, dead dumbo. Dead <laughs> dumbo. <laughs> Dumbo. <laughs> Was that a fart? <laughs> it sounded like a phone vibrating. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Didn't it sound like a phone? <laughs> okay, you're not gonna lie. I pushed a little. <laughs> Tell her what our daughter did to you. Oh, okay. So last night. Um, I lay in bed with her before she goes to sleep while she plays on the iPad. Mm -hmm. She got up, went and peed, came back with you. She hadn't, she hadn't put her, uh, nighttime. nighttime underwear on. So I'm sitting there and she climbs up on me bare assed <laughs> and I'm looking at my phone. Don't realize it. She sits down on me bare assed and fucking pushes out a nasty fart. <laughs> <laughs> She knows it's funny. It jumps off immediately and starts laughing. laughing. I have to tell her we only fart on people at home. And she tries to correct her, and I can't help but do anything but laugh. And then I think I gave her a high five, too. Yeah, but she's like, we are at home. <laughs> so I was like, I know, but for future reference, don't do it at school. Well, that was the first time we went to Disney World, and she was a baby. Yeah. But she was naked, and she walks over, and my feet are like... Well, I mean, like, she, was a year and, she was a year and a half. She was a year and a half, yeah. so my foot, I'm like cross-legged on yeah, the end of the bed yeah. she came over to me and like pulled her butt cheeks apart and like put my foot <laughs> in between and rubbed i was like what like, are you doing <laughs> and she was like rubbing it i don't no know shame no she, maybe shame it was a <laughs> god damn <laughs> it's funny she didn't have any toilet paper <laughs> or maybe it was rough, secret you know, time <laughs> Use my aunt's foot as toilet paper. Secret time. <laughs> you know, rough hotel toilet paper. Your sock was probably soft. She was still in diapers, but okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. We'll try to do this because it's a few pages. And all this came from Indianapolis Monthly. Basically, word for word. You're welcome. From where? Indianapolis Monthly. Ooh. My clash. I also listened to... Bloody Murder. We ran their promo last week, but I think they might have been reading it from the same source because it sounded familiar. That's why we're here to inform the public about semen, plasma, and dead elephants. Obvi. Okay, Don Huckstep grew up in Fowler, Indiana. Where's Fowler, Indiana? Never heard of it. I know I hadn't either. F O W L E R. I guess, uh, I don't know why I lost it. 
Oh, okay. It's like uh, past Lafayette, closer to the state line to Illinois. Closer to Illinois. Yeah. All right. So now we know. Closer to Lafayette. Past Lafayette, really. Okay. So he grew up in Fowler, Indiana, the younger of two boys. He studied art and political science at Indiana State and architecture at IUPUI. IUPUI is the worst. Why? Oh, this fucking sucks, man. Just the parking. And walking. Oh, don't even talk to me about walking. You don't get, like, buses, like, at IU. Do you think the bus took me exactly where I needed to go every time? every time. Every time. Okay. Okay, then he married his hometown sweetheart and started a family. He and his wife raised two sons, but after 20 years of marriage, they drifted apart and divorced in 1999. Inevitable. Inevitable. Just kidding, you guys. Love isn't dead, damn it. That's why we stay out of the water so we don't float apart. <laughs> we tie our rafts together. <laughs> we tie our rafts together. We're like little otters that hold hands in the water. They do hold hands so Aww. they don't float away. Because otters have hands. <laughs> what would you yeah, call they're them? little otter hands. <laughs> they're like flippers. Yeah. They have oh, wait, like no. they have like individual phalanges. There you go. That's a nice word. Maybe I'm thinking <laughs> of a platypus. Yeah, I like those too, but they're poisonous. <laughs> no, they do have hands, don't they? Yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, of a, I don't know what else. I'm to thinking call of a platypus. I don't I know shall why. Crush your skull like a clam on my tummy. <laughs> what? South Park. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, 57 year old Don is unassuming and down to earth. The kind of guy who is most comfortable in jeans, sweatshirts, and a ball cap. He usually watches sports on TV, and he is also an adventurous cook, as am I. So he's a basic bitch. He's a, a basic male. Bitch. A BB. Basic bitch. After more than a decade of being single, he missed having someone with whom to share his meals. So in early 2013, he decided to try meth. Handle Heroin. sex. A dating website. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I sorry, just assumed the worst. Which dating website? Farmers only. No. Far or farmers meet. No. Black people meet? No. Christian Mingle? No. Match.com? Yes. Any of fish? Oh. Match. Man, I would have thought the way you're saying it, it had to have been eHarmony. Yeah, I know, but I didn't. It was Boy, you were trying to throw us off, but... <laughs> but you went the long route. That's and right. And the obscure dating sites. That August, 49-year-old Terry Danica contacted Don after seeing his dating profile online. They emailed, then talked on the phone. Terry was divorced with two adult kids and a granddaughter and had just moved to Fowler from Chicago. She told Don she was a clinical psychologist with degrees from Northwestern and the University of Illinois at Chicago and that she made a small fortune in real estate after inheriting several rental properties from her uncle. So a smart, rich divorcee, right? Uh I'll take two. What? Eh? Terry had wanted to find an old house to fix up in a small town within 100 miles of her family in the city, which is Chicago. A realtor steered her toward Fowler, a one-stoplight town of 2,300 residents where you could drive a mile in any direction and be surrounded by corn cornfields with hundreds of gigantic wind turbines spinning across the horizon. You can tell I didn't write that. Fowler was friendly and a low-key place. Chill. Mm-hmm. Don and Terry met in person for the first time in early October 2013. Yeah. Shortly after she moved into her new home, she was petite with short blonde hair, and Don found her attractive, charming, smart, funny, and engaging. That's All of my why, qualities. That's why I needed to. All of my that's qualities. 
You needed two? Yeah, because they're just too small. I liked her more than I thought I would, he says. <laughs> Terry loved Chicago sports teams and had good nature arguments with Don over the Bears and the Indianapolis Colts. Duh, Bears, duh, Bears. The two clicked intellectually, emotionally, emotionally, and physically. Two months later, they were engaged. Well, they're older. It might as well move faster, you know? Yeah, sure. While Terry had met Don's parents and two sons, he had yet to meet her children or any of her friends. Terry routinely traveled to and from Chicago to visit family and attend to business. But Don never joined her. When he asked about going along, she'd say, yeah, we need to do that. Don't you know? I, I want to show you around. And then they wouldn't. That's a normal tactic. To be yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I agree. And then not do and anything. Then, yeah, we should totally get together sometime. No. I would love to. No. If you can't tell, I'm kind of sick. Yeah, so get on with it. Don had little reason <laughs> to question Terry. After all, he would have plenty of time to get to know her, his fiance's family. The couple was planning a trip to Italy for an early honeymoon, which they'd returned home to say, I do. Honeymoon before you get married. Honeymoon after you get married. Why not? Why not? Have you been, you've been to Italy. I've been to Italy, yes. To Don, it seemed the getaway couldn't come soon enough for Terry. She had been under a lot of stress for months. Her 68-year-old mother, Nina Mitoyer, had leukemia, and in August, she came up from Florida to stay in Terry's home so Terry could take care of her, but Nina's condition worsened. Terry told Don she was taking her mother to visit family in Chicago. On September 11th, Terry texted him, My mom passed last night, she wrote. I don't want to talk right now. I just want you to know... As soon as they release her, I'm taking her to Florida. I'll call you when I'm ready. Okay. Okay, yeah. I guess, yeah. If that makes you feel better, okay. Don barely heard from his fiance over the next several days, receiving just a few brief texts, which included cryptic apology. It's just a hard time for me, and I really don't want to talk to anyone, but I do love you, Terry wrote. Don tried to give her space. He understood her need to be alone. If we had been engaged... I don't really care what could have happened, but think about it. What would have happened when we were engaged? We are engaged to be married. Yeah. And something would have happened to my mom or dad, and I would have said, you need to fuck off. I would say, that's nice of you. I'm going to come over anyways. Right. Okay. And if I would have gone to a different state or... I would say, you don't know what's best for you. I'm coming over with a dish. Okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's true. That is so true. With some baked goods. Because I was only dating people and they came to my relatives. Yeah. Years. Yeah. It wasn't. It's a respect thing. Yeah. You know, no one wants to go, but you go. Yeah. You know, I mean, at that, be there for the my other point person. is, is if you're engaged to somebody With and you're the, still yeah. not to a point that whatever happens, you want that person by mm-hmm. your side. Should you really marry him? That's yeah. Kind of, it yeah. kind of feels a little like maybe you don't want to be married is what I would like. Feel it would like. be something yeah. if you just started dating. It was like they've been dating only for a little bit, and they would have. Well, they haven't been dating that long. They just got engaged. Yeah, but they decided they were. They. I thought it sounded weird, but if that's what she really wanted, and he's like, "Okay, what's that show where a guy and a girl meet?" And she's like, "Do you want to come to this thing with me?" And she takes her to a fucking takes the dude to a funeral. (laughs) But it sounds familiar. It was like the girl's grandma's funeral. You want to go to a thing with me? Sure. He's like, "What are we doing? We're going to a funeral." Okay. On the morning of September 20th, Terry called Don and told him she was back in Indiana. They spoke only briefly. Terry didn't mention her mother or whether she had made it to Florida with her mother's remains, but she and Don agreed to have dinner at his place in Lafayette. She did get there, though, with with Myra. Myra remains. 
<laughs> That's a dad joke. <laughs> the was shortly after. Or the ra. The ra? The ra. <laughs> Whatever. The ra's brother, Myra. Stop. <laughs> or Myra's brother, the ra. Stop it. He was eager to see her. He missed her and hoped he could lift her spirits. Okay, so she's agreed that, like, I'm back now. I've had my space and my time, and I think we should get together. Six hours later, Terry dropped a bombshell right in Don's lap. Said, top mom. Top mom. Bombshell tonight. (laughs) He froze when he read the text. I'm not going to be around anymore. Please don't call me or come by the house. Believe me, I'm doing you a huge favor. Terry. Adults sign their text messages. Yes. Yes, yes they do. <laughs> Old people. Yes, they do. There was a girl I went to high school with, and for some reason, we needed we had to text each other every once in a while, but her signature had something to do with Twilight, and I didn't understand, but it still scared me. <laughs> she would sign her text? Yeah, it was like XOXO, Death Lamb, Eater, Chop Chop. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't, I've never seen Twilight, so I don't no. know. Why would you set your... Your fucking text message up to give a signature every time. I don't know. I don't know, but it's a thing. Not my thing. Isn't your set as big titty ho? No. Yes, if you give your location, that's what comes I've up. I've changed it. Okay, good. Since then. She's changed it, Daniel. Well, okay. I, you think my signature on my phone is big titty ho? Mine calls me shithead still. <laughs> <laughs> it's shithead. Because you said it as shithead. Yeah, so all my emails, if I email myself something, it says, like, from shithead. <laughs> it's so mean. That's funny. And I don't change it. Don was flabbergasted. Is this some sort of cruel joke? He knew she was distraught at losing her mom, but Terry's reaction didn't make sense. Flabbergasted sounds like a, a, a stomach ailment. It might yeah. be. My belly. I have a case of, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. It's where you're full of gas and you fart and it's so hard every time your butt cheeks flap together. Your yep. flap, yeah. Flap. yeah. Your flap. The flaps. Mm-hmm. I like it. They were set to leave for Italy in less than three weeks. He texted again and again, pressuring for an explanation. Had he said or done something? If so, he couldn't figure out what. Terry never responded. That bitch. A few days after receiving Terry's last text, Don drove the familiar 30-plus miles from Lafayette to Terry's home in Fowler. He pulled up to the white two-story house the couple had planned to share, the one he'd recently spent nine grand to fill with new kitchen appliances. Oops. He saw Terry's mother's small silver Kia SUV parked in the driveway, but the house was dark inside. He climbed the steps, placed a bag filled with Terry's belongings on the deck, and then left. Ooh, he, he was breaking up her... At a loss for answers. I would have dumped her shit all in the yard. Like, you picked this shit up. Bitch. Bitch. A couple of days earlier, the Fowler police had taken a call from Terry's daughter, Gina, asking them to check on Terry and Terry's mother because Gina had been unable to reach them for several days. Hmm, her mother? What? Wait. What? Wait. Wait. Two officers went to Terry's house and knocked on the front door. They heard dogs barking, but no one answered. Through a window, they could see someone on a couch raise an arm, seemingly to, like, wave them off. Like, I hear you, and I'm not getting up off this couch. Sounds like something I would do. (laughs) We can take care of that. The officers left and called back Terry's daughter in Chicago to tell her that whoever was inside Terry's house wouldn't come to the door. So it's not our problem. 
Late that night, Terry's son David drove from Chicago to Fowler to investigate for himself. These are responsible children. Yeah. Like you're not hearing from your mom and your grandma and you're like, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't tell him to break the door down. Yeah. I'd be like, get in it. there. At 11.30 p.m., he called the Fowler police. As officers walked up the front steps of Terry's house, they heard what sounded like a person gasping for air. What? Yeah. They walked around the back of the house, peered through the sliding glass door, and saw someone lying partially on the couch. The person's chest was rising and falling at an erratic pace. Terry's son broke a basement window to get inside. Moments later, police heard David yelling, no, no, no. Terry was incoherent and mumbling. An empty pill bottle, a handgun, and a cell phone sat on an armrest beside her. As police searched the house, they couldn't find Nina. No. Medics rushed Terry to the hospital in Lafayette, where she died the next day. Damn. Zoiks. Zoiks. The official cause of death was acute mixed drug toxicity, a lethal cocktail of morphine and the sedative butobidol. It's a barbiturate for like anxiety and seizures. That word had the word bitch in it. <laughs> it's... It's a controlled substance, and I believe they no longer use it anymore. When one of Don's friends saw the story about Terry in the news, she assumed Don already knew about it and worried he would be a mess. She didn't realize Terry had mysteriously broken off the engagement with Don or that he hadn't heard from Terry in nearly a week. So the friend is like waddling on over like, I'm, I'm going to see how my ex-boyfriend is. I think they were ex-boyfriend. He tried to explain that, no, Terry's not dead. Her mom's dead. And Terry's mother wasn't missing. She had died in Chicago, and Terry had taken her remains to Florida to be buried. At least, oops, that's what Terry had told him. Don went online to read the media reports for himself, then drove to Fowler Police Station located just a few blocks from Terry's house. He met with Chief Dennis Rice and told him about his relationship with Terry. Don would later learn that the scene police found at Terry's home was only one strange piece of a much larger and darker puzzle as don and terry's relationship blossomed another family in chicago was growing increasingly concerned about a loved one milan leach i don't know hmm. who no longer called or visited so he's just like mia for his family he was an electrician at the ford assembly plant milan owned a home and rental property he was a doting uncle fun loving and hardworking until june of 2013 when he was a no-show for his own 50th birthday party. That's, yeah, that's... Like, where's the guy? Not Oops. a good sign so so far. I don't know why I thought you were going to say a no-show for his own funeral. <laughs> I mean... Where is Weird. he? Weird. He said it was today. I've seen Weekend at Bernie. Someone must have had a boombox too close. <laughs> he seemed to have become a stranger after traveling to Las Vegas in March of 2013 to marry his girlfriend, a woman he had met online. Bash.com. Probably. His family, who had been around her just a few times, only knew her as Terry. He was never home with friends and family stopped by to see him, but they often received texts from his phone. Strange because Milan usually preferred calling people because he's older. The text shared stories about where he and Terry were on a cruise, then off to Hawaii or going down to Florida because Terry's mother had just died. This woman dies a lot. Other texts announced that Terry was pregnant with twins and the couple might move to Florida after they were born because Terry's deceased mother had left Terry her estate. Who has estates? Me. Like, no, it's a it's a two bedroom ranch. It's not an estate. <laughs> then one of Milan's sisters received a text saying Terry had given birth to twins, that the girl survived, but the boy died, sending Milan into a deep depression. Another text said what? Terry was dying Just of leukemia. 
hello. Another uh, an estate is also what they call anything. Oh, you leave ah, yeah. The, but she, also, he texted someone and said, uh, "Hello, I am in a deep depression. <laughs> I must go to her mother's estate. She left a lot of sour cream behind." <laughs> oh, he said he went to. Uh, okay. I don't know. Then, yeah, that's what he's. Um, sure, he didn't take it on a plane. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. So then he sent another text saying Terry was dying of a leukemia, followed by a message saying Terry has died. I don't know how far apart those from, two. Someone died from dysentery. <laughs> the peculiar. Did it? No. That's no. from. Uh, Oregon Trail? Yeah, yeah. dysentery. Oh. But then someone actually <laughs> someone made someone a has died. Said, someone has died. Someone said someone dis Terry. They died from dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. The peculiar text kept coming like that until the summer of 2014, but no one in Milan's family had actually seen him for an entire year. Finally, in August 2014, after months of trying to respect his wishes for privacy, one of his sisters had had enough. She decided to go to his home and get some answers. When Milan's sister knocked on his door, it wasn't Terry who answered, but another woman she'd never met. When Milan's sister asked about him, the woman said he didn't live here, and tried to slam the door. After his sister threatened to call the police, the woman told her she'd been renting a small cottage at the back of the property, but was now living in the main house because Milan had moved to Florida. Quote, unquote. Moved to Florida. Quote. Milan's sister kept poking around. Neighbors told her they'd seen moving trucks the previous weekend, but no one had spotted her brother. Desperate for information, Milan's family started doing their own detective work. They learned Terry's last name was Danica and come across and came across three Facebook pages associated with her. One listing a Fowler, Indiana address. On September 20th, 2014, one of Milan's sisters hopped in the car with her fiance and took off for Fowler. When they pulled up to the house on East 5th Street, the address the family had tracked down for Terry, they could make out what appeared to be figures of two people inside, but no one would answer the door. From the alley, they looked through a garage window and saw a Mercury Mountaineer SUV, a baby carrier, and many of Milan's possessions, including his prized Bears jersey. Ooh. They parked down the street and waited for four hours. Finally, around 2 p.m., a woman emerged from the house with two small dogs. Milan's sister recognized her as her brother's wife, Terry. They drove up and confronted her while taking pictures and asking Terry where her brother was. So, where the fuck is my brother? Which these are also carrying siblings. To right. Be like, I'm going to find my missing sibling and you're going to tell me where right now. Right the fuck now. Terry said she and Milan had separated nine months earlier. When pressed for more details, Terry became very agitated and nervous and ran back into the house. I don't know. I can't go back to jail. <laughs> <laughs> they went to the Fowler police and told them about the strange circumstances of her brother's disappearance. On that very same evening, Don Huck. Don, whoa. Sorry. Where will you be when diarrhea strikes? <laughs> Sitting um, on my sister's couch. <laughs> on that very same evening, Don Huckstep received the abrupt text from Terry saying she wasn't going to be around anymore. So this is happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. So she's getting confronted by her sister-in-law on her own property and then turns around and sends her fiancé this text. Zoiks. In 2008, the sheriff of Montgomery County, Indiana, Dennis Rice, was part of a four-man force, including himself, like the police force is tiny in a tiny town. A typical run might involve vandalism, drugs, or stray dogs. If a murder had ever been committed in Fowler, Rice didn't know about it. 
After talking to Milan Leach's sister, Chief Rice agreed that the circumstances of his disappearance were indeed strange. Then again, sometimes people want to disappear. How much? How many times is that actually true? I don't know. They always act like it happens all the time. Nevertheless, an officer went to Terry's house to check it out. That first night, we didn't think we had a crime. No forced entry, a gun that hadn't been fired, nothing that pointed to drugs other than the empty pill bottle on Terry's side. But there were two people missing, Rice says. We thought, this is odd. But there were no leads. So the only crime was she's committing suicide. Her mother is missing and her, I guess, would be ex-husband is missing. On October 5th, after Milan Leach's family learned that Terry was dead and her mother was missing, another sister broke into the garage at Milan's home in Chicago and made a gruesome, heartbreaking <sighs> no. discovery. There, stuffed into a trash can, was Milan's body, dismembered and wrapped in bedding. An autopsy later determined he'd been shot in the head three times with a twenty-two pistol. The body was too decomposed for investigators to determine the time of death. Oof. That is really sad. Yeah. But also, I guess if it was a detached garage, no one would notice the smell. Uh-uh. No one's going around it. That's so sad. They were just trying to figure out well, what happened. Mm-hmm. and We've seen it before where they're stuffed in like a fridge or a freezer inside oh, another and garage. Yeah, sealed up tight. Although they just said in a trash bag or in a trash can. can. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I don't know. A week after Milan's family discovered his body, Terry's son David made another trip to Fowler to clean out Terry's house. So you have to go clean out your dead relative stuff. Yep, you do. That's why everyone should get rid of their stuff the older they get. Yeah. Every time our mom goes to visit one of her aunts, they give her stuff. She came back with a printer last time. <laughs> <laughs> Just saving her from doing it later. Yeah. Every time she comes back with stuff. Inside, he found a city-issued garbage container filled with trash and the remains of his grandmother, Nina Mitoyer. So, so she was also there. Yeah. She was in her nightgown. Well, and now it's true. She did die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finally. Yeah. And like Milan, wrapped in bedding. So the same thing, wrapped up in bedding and in a trash can. I don't think she was dismembered, though. How long? How many times did she, she think she was going to do this? I don't know. When investigators searched Terry's home on the night she committed suicide, they didn't find Nina's body, says Chief Rice, because they weren't looking for one. They were just in someone's house. Like, yeah, yeah. You were like, oh, she's dying. Call the paramedics. And I think they probably walked around the house, but they weren't digging through things to find a body. They're looking for a living person. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, they had little reason to believe Nina had come to harm, let alone at the hands of her own daughter. And the fact that she was stuffed inside a trash can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On returning to the scene, the investigators believed Nina's body had, in fact, been hidden in the garbage can inside Terry's house when they were there before. But they probably hadn't detected it because the house was a fucking mess. Trash everywhere. Cat litter and cat shit. Ugh. <sighs> cat urine's the worst. A lot of odor. Ugh. And then I couldn't understand why he would spend almost 10 grand putting appliances in a house that was fucking disgusting. Like, spend that 10 grand to clean everything up. Forensics showed Terry's mother had received a fatal gunshot wound to the head. The bullet was the same 22 caliber and was shot from the same make and model as the bullet and gun that killed her husband. Yeah. That'll do it. A DNA sample investigators pulled from Terry's gun matched DNA on a chainsaw found near Milan's body in Chicago, which police believe Terry used to dismember him. We're talking, okay, chainsaw is the connection. 
Man, Damn. that would have been a good connection too. I didn't notice until now. Man, that that could have been quite possibly the best connection ever, ever, ever in the history of this podcast. All forty some episodes, sixty, all sixty some episodes. With these grisly discoveries, authorities believe they had a pretty clear picture of the timeline of Terry Denique's crimes. She had shot and killed her husband, then shot and killed her own mother, and then. When discovery of the murder seemed imminent, ended her own life as well. According to their Facebook page, Milan Leach's family suspects Terry killed him sometime around June 2013, not long before his 50th birthday. After he discovered that Terry was opening and charging up his credit cards. Oops. The family claims witnesses heard Milan telling Terry to pack up your shit and get the fuck out of my house. Sir, you take your gay porn and get out of this bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's wrestling. So he wasn't happy she was charging up a bunch of debt on his credit cards. And she said, I can fix that for you. According to Chief Rice, investigators were able to confirm that Terry was using Milan's credit cards. But it's not clear for how long or how much she spent. They also believe Terry was embezzling money from her father, who was living in a Chicago area nursing home. That's low. You know, Damn. that's really low. The details of Milan's murder helped explain some of Terry's behavior that Don thought was curious at the time, but that in retrospect seems highly suspicious. She bought her home in Fowler for 60 grand paying cash, which had caused some chatter amongst the locals who have n- nothing else going on and are bored out of their minds. <laughs> Don estimated Terry spent at least 100000 during the year he knew her on the house on two big screen TVs, on hundreds of dollars in new clothes for Don, on a $1,000 afternoon shopping spree at, which store? Walmart. No. $1,000 shopping Kohl's. spree. Target? In the mall. Uh, Von Mar? Mm. JCPenney. Macy's. Sears. Victoria's Secret. Oh, that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and she paid for it all in cash. No. Police suspected Terry murdered Nina not long before she killed herself, but they can only guess at the motive. Did her mother catch on to Terry's schemes? Learn she might have committed a brutal murder? Threatened to turn her into the police? For his part, Don suspects the sudden visit from Milan's sister and Fowler pushed Terry over the edge. It was all catching up with her, says Don. She knew her goose was cooked. Oh, delicious. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Don has since learned quite a bit more about the woman he fell in love with. Not only had Terry wed Milan in Las Vegas in March of 2013, a year before she and Don became engaged, she also committed bigamy. No. At, at the time she wed Milan, she was still married to another Chicago area man named Nick Jarding, her second husband of 26 years, whom she walked out on just a few months earlier on Christmas Eve 2012. Oh, that's damn. Low. I mean, wait till after New Year's and then go. Nick had filed for divorce. The judge who ruled in the proceedings wrote that, without cause or provocation by the husband, the wife has been guilty of extreme and repeated mental cruelty. So she was mean to her husband. So he was granted the divorce. Oh, yeah, are we surprised here? The Fowler police chief could find no documented criminal history for Terry, so she'd never been convicted of anything before. It's pretty clear that Don Huckstep, that much of the story Terry told him was fabricated. There was no Gold Coast condo, no real estate, no psychology practice. Court records from Terry's divorce from Nick describe her as the owner of a house party business. 
What's a house party business? Uh, a place for swingers? I don't know. I believe it's like pyramid schemes, like Pampered Chef, like oh. house party, house pure party. romance, 31 purses. What, what was it? The um, Did you send it to me? Somebody was it? Yeah. What was it? My favorite thing about pyramid scheme girls is that they don't think they are pyramid scheme girls. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> or they don't know they're in a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Okay, so that's what I think a house party business is, is having women over to bind to your pyramid scheme. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Like Tupperware. Yeah. Wicker burger well, baskets. Yeah. How They would have a house party. Mm. What was it? There's a picture of a little girl that's probably eight or nine, and she's like supposed to be looking real proud of herself, and it says, someday I hope I can grow up and sell goods to my friends on Facebook. <laughs> Force them upon them. Right. Oh, damn. No judgment if that's your thing. Just don't sell it to me. Mm -mm. Terry had even told Milan Leach's family that she and Milan had a daughter together named Olivia. Her adorable baby pictures, as Milan's family later figured out, were pulled off someone else's website. So she just was stealing images of babies because she said the boy died like the twins. She had twins. She was, I think, faked several times that she was pregnant to people. I was like, aren't you fucking like 50 years old? And why kill off one of the twins? Uh, to make it sound more dramatic, like more sympathy. Same way, like my mom's dying. One of my twins died. <sighs> I don't know if she was constantly taking notes or what, but she never did stumble up or contradict anything she told me previously, says Don. I think about all she had going on in her life and she seemed to keep it all straight. Now he is left with the discomforting realization that he fell in love with, at best, a skilled and emotionally troubled manipulator. At best. At best. At worst, a sociopathic double murderer. Damn. So I put it this way, though. Was it good poontang? Probably. So with that being said. (laughs) (laughs) Don went online to look at the Facebook page and he saw photographs of Milan's sister had taken the day she drove to Fowler and confronted Terry. So I said they were walking up like, where's my brother, bitch? And they were taking pictures of her at the same time, which seems pretty confrontational. No, the thing is now to just take a video of him. Yeah. So he looked up those pictures. Don didn't recognize the woman he saw in the images. She looked fat, ugly, and mean, he says. She had curly, dark hair. I kept thinking, that's not her. That's not who I was in love with. That's an ugly bitch. Okay, I added that last part. (laughs) Terry and her mother appeared to have a good relationship. But Don now thinks some of the texts Terry sent about Nina contradicted his positive impression. The witch has landed in Fowler. LOL. Lots of love. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of love. LOL. She wrote in one message and have a whopper of a migraine in, as just the letter, mom is driving me batty. I was like, that's really not that mean. I complain about you just the same, pretty much. Hey, man. Hey, man. Maybe the mom and daughter weren't so close. You think you're in love with someone and you want to believe her, Don says. Now I look back and I don't believe anything she told me. Damn. That's Mm -hmm. tough. That's Mm -hmm. tough on a person. Most disturbing of all, perhaps, is the possibility that Terry Danica wasn't acting on her own. Milan's family has speculated that Terry, at only five foot two and a little over a hundred pounds, she didn't weigh enough to donate plasma, <laughs> must have had help from an accomplice to handle the body of six foot two, two hundred and thirty pound Milan. So they're saying she's not big enough, and I disagree. I bet she could do it. Yeah. What is it? 
Jodi Aries, how big was she? And she was able to like they she was able to drag Travis Alexander's body like around and so, they've done I mean they, adrenaline. Yeah, they've reenacted things where it's like you'd be surprised what people could now just lifting and carrying Yeah, no like, dead weight, you gotta figure out a way to do it. And it's more likely to get caught. Anyways. They his family thinks she had an accomplice, but investigators ruled out Don Huck's step as a suspect almost immediately. So they knew he didn't do anything wrong. Police did turn up evidence that Terry had befriended at least one other person besides Don and Milan, a Fowler handyman named Mark Waltz. When he learned Terry died, Mark went to the Fowler, Fowler police and provided them with a series of fatalistic texts Terry had sent him before committing suicide. So she was talking to another guy, too. <sighs> really bad things are coming back to haunt me. Don't want you involved, Mark, so I'm not going to say anything more. Mark, I won't be around for quite a while. You have permission to get the title to my car out mailbox and sign my name to it. God bless you and your family. Terry. What? They have to sign their name. <laughs> I'm no angel, Mark, but thank you for your prayers. I'm going to need them. Thank you, Mark, but there is no need, honestly. I'm just trying to do what's right. I don't need the car or the money. Half my life was consumed with greed. Now I know that giving others what they need instead of getting what you want leads to a better life in this world. Plus, I have been in need with my children and had no one to help. Know how hard it is. Happy to help your wife, your children, and you out if I can. So he was still married. Maybe they were just friends. Maybe that's true. But if Terry did have an accomplice, Chief Rice says it wasn't Mark, who stayed in Fowler for almost a year after Terry killed herself, then moved to Arkansas, where he was sentenced on unrelated drug charges in November of 2015. Oh. Oops, sorry, Mark. The Chicago police had Milan Leach's death classified as exceptionally cleared and closed. According to the CPD's file, the only suspect in his murder was Teresa Jarding. A.K.A. Terry Danica. So she was going by an alias. And the motive was listed as domestic related. Chief Rice agrees that Terry acted alone. The only people who really know what happened are dead. Don Huckstep has gone from feeling betrayed by Terry to experiencing a kind of relief. He's moved on. He says he really rarely thinks about Terry anymore. While Terry never took money from Don, he suspects that after Milan's money ran out, she would have started pilfering from him. Don also thinks if Milan's sister hadn't showed up in Fowler to confront Terry when she did, he may have gone to Italy with her and never come back. He thinks he dodged a bullet. <laughs> you don't say. Quite yeah. literally. So that's what I didn't understand is though, is like, you're going to Italy in a couple weeks. And he got some grandma poon out of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. He could have just gone to Arby's and got him a nice... Roast beef sandwich. Stop. stop. Got home. No. Stuffed it inside no, a toilet stop. paper roll. No. No. So yeah, she could have waited About like the same level of moisture. Stop, stop it. it. That if she had made it just a couple more weeks, like if the sister hadn't come down, she would have gone off to Italy and could have not come back herself, like to get away from having murdered. Yeah, her she could have stayed. Yeah, like, so I don't know if she would have killed him overseas for no reason. Well, if they're going to have another honeymoon, she could have done it then. Yeah. So she almost made it if his sister hadn't come down and been like, bitch, or my brother, bitch. That's exactly how it happened. Yeah, and she took pictures, too. And they are frumpy pictures. She's like this. <laughs> she looked like Mama Fratelli. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think you might be right. Really? Yeah. Did you look it up? I just wanted to see what you look like. <laughs> That's funny. So, I think 
that's the end of that. So you couldn't convict her. There's no like trial notes because she killed herself. Right. And yeah. That's what she seemed like weird, not really so, having a motive. Like I think it was all money. And so I she had know. his money, but it said she was using his credit cards. Well, credit cards aren't cash. So I was like, no. she's, where did she get a cash advance? Is that what that is? Uh, you can, but. Uh, but so I don't know. I guess it might have been her dad's money. She was embezzling was the cash. Her real estate wasn't from like some uncle. It was from her husband that she killed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got. All right. Good luck, Don. If you look up Don Huckstep, a weird website comes up called Human Pets where you can pretend to be an animal online and <laughs> other people like adopt you. <laughs> Who are you to judge? I don't not, not judging. I'm, I'm going to give you that website. That's yeah. going to be, I mean, it was. I was really trying to understand it. Just saying. It's going to we'll be look it more, up more and more and more and more. Weird, crazy But then someone was talking about how they ordered a pizza from Domino's and it had garlic and it, had, it was just too spicy for them and they won't be ordering from Domino's again. And this other person's like, oh, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> too spicy garlic? Too spi- I don't know. Fuck. All these people pretending to be animals. I was like, animals don't eat pizza. First of Sometimes. all. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes they do. I pretend to be a horse certain times yeah you do don't you mm-hmm. <laughs> i go <laughs> i wish i was a I dog start, i start prancing about she was upset by boris's wiener <laughs> oh yeah boris came out when she, as soon as we let him out this morning he comes and he comes into here and like comes and like sits on my lap because i was sitting on the ground and all of a sudden the toddler looks over and goes look at that Boris has poop coming out his wiener. His little red rocket was out. <laughs> little red rocket was coming out. <laughs> That's funny. She was really upset by yeah, it. Yeah, I'm upset by Boris's wiener mainly because he's put it on my face before. Mighty Mouse. Did you call Boris's wiener? It's oh, Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse has been. He says, "Why don't you come up and give Mighty Mouse a kiss on the eyeball?" No. <laughs> that it's been too close to my face many times. Oh yeah, he loves it. You still say hello to Modern Mouse. Say hello. <laughs> Who names their dog? Modern Mouse is. Modern Mouse will be signing autographs later. <laughs> what is this poop coming out of his wiener? <laughs> That's honestly like a very logical th- yeah. like, thought. <laughs> I was like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Get out of there. <laughs> like, go to school. <laughs> On Tuesday, and tell your teacher that my dog had poop coming out of his wiener. <laughs> they go, okay, that's nice. Go, oh <laughs> man, that's wiener poop. And that's the grossest poop of all. <laughs> the teacher would just be like, okay, sweetie, that's, that's nice. nice. Wonder if we get a phone call on that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How do you explain to a four-year-old that a dog has a red rocket? Say, listen, honey, that's called an erection. No, no. stop. <laughs> I got her to say the word evidence, though. I was like, the police collect evidence. I got her to say circumcised once. No, you didn't. Yeah, she was a lot younger, though. <laughs> what was it she said that she bowed it off the other day? Sure. We should start writing some of this stuff down. Yeah. We got a, re- a review. Is it a good one? Mm-hmm. Yay. They do it good. At first, I was thinking, sheesh, they talk way too much before even getting to the story. But hold the phone. All is forgiven. They post in the episode details when to skip. 
<laughs> love the podcast y'all i do i still put in like that's important yeah when the case starts it's Unless usually you're driving around, yeah then right. usually around 15 minutes that's usually when it happens yeah but i put in exactly yeah someone finally noticed that i still do that wait hold the phone hold the phone oh it's forgiven. so um that's take out blonde i like that <laughs> so he or she i'm not sure and so who did i read take out blonde and mo 5276 if you want to send me your address at whosyourhomicide at gmail.com, I can send you some stickers. Do it. You won't be disappointed. Stickers are fun at any age. We, make, yeah. we need to make some stickers that say semen, plasma, plasma, plasma dead elephants. Dead, dead elephants. <laughs> That's so depressing. That is. <laughs> it's like the worst combination. It really is. Okay, so yeah. Thank you for the good reviews. If you want to give us a five-star review, with, you know, even if you're complaining about us talking at the beginning, which the last two reviews are, there's still five stars, so that really does help us out. If you would like to contribute in other fashions to help us pay off our credit card bill that all the audio equipment is on, you can go to patreon.com backslash Hoosier Homicide and become a Patreon. There's a bunch of episodes there about random shit that Daniel and I talk about. There's one with Carla, but mostly it's Daniel and I talking about random stuff. Not necessarily Indiana, but murder and mixed in with other things. Just other, yeah, just a bunch of stuff. Yep, Come, what's so. the minimum amount to donate? A dollar. And then there's like two extra episodes a month. So that's like 50 cents an extra episode. You can always give more, but so 50 cents per Do it. episode. That's not bad. No, that's nothing. I mean, I pay 99 cents a month to have my iCloud storage. So yeah. like, just think of it like that. Yeah. Just a little extra. A little extra on top. Yeah. You can tell them where to find us. Twitter, Instagram, at Who's Your Homicide, Facebook always, of course. And we can listen to us anywhere, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. Is that all of them? I don't even fucking know. We're trying know. to get on Napster. I want to be on LimeWire. Wire. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> LimeWire. It's like giving your computer an STD. <laughs> an STI. Yeah. These days. Yep, that's true. And for honest to goodness, stay out of the corn. <laughs> Go donate plasma. <laughs> It doesn't, are you sure? Are you sure?